0: All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Behind the Human. I'm your host, Mark Champagne, and it's my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people at the top of their game, personally and professionally. Today, we have a uh, dear friend of mine, fellow Subarian from where I was born, Subbury, Ontario, Canada, coming back to the show. He's been on the show before. Before it was, I guess, even a podcast, it was written interviews at that time. So this is a real treat to do it uh, audio style and I've got uh, Frank's chat GPT bio so we'll see what he thinks about this bio and, and, <laughs> and how it all plays out so here we are a dynamic individual driven by passions that shape his life thrives in the world of mindful living skateboarding and fatherhood Hailing, this, this is the best, hailing from the scenic lands of Canada, <laughs> he embarked on a, a transformative journey that led him to the sun-soaked shores of California. It was there amidst the bustling creativity of, is it Edin Spekerman? Is that how you say that?
1: Yeah, Eden Speakerman, Yeah, yeah.
0: Edin Speakerman, that he honed his skills in product design, design systems, and the art of seamless collaboration across diverse platforms and time zones. A natural leader, he ventured into the realm of Headspace, where he started... Where he steered the ship of core product design uh, development and monetization with unwavering dedication his commitment to the excellence propelled him forward as he refined his craft and brought forth captivating features and offerings that not only elevated metrics but also evoked pure joy fueled by his entrepreneurial spirit he fearlessly embarked on multiple ventures kick-starting businesses and lending his expertise to startups from crafting immersive online and offline communities, curating e-commerce platforms, microbreweries, and record labels, his boundless creativity knew no bounds. And this is me now speaking. I have to say, you also have a new band and an album called Monk out on Dine Alone Records. That's right. Which is no joke. Like, think Alexis on Fire, Fiddler, Jimmy Eat World, to name just a few, which I'm excited to talk about how all of that came to be. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on uh on that bio? Well
1: it was it was lengthy, but you know GPT is not usually known for its uh <laughs> how short and sweet it can be. So I think it covered it covered a lot and it was a little fluffy, but uh the scenic the scen- scenic <laughs> landscapes of Canada. I don't know if they were thinking about Sudbury. <laughs> Um we do have some scenic landscapes in Canada but maybe not in Sudbury Ontario. Uh but yeah pretty good not bad GPT. I don't think uh, it's replacing us just yet but it's getting Not okay. yet.
0: Not yet. That's that you know that's what the whole interview is for at least we
1: can bring in totally. some human to
0: it. So Well brother thank you for being here. It's always uh it's always a pleasure to chat with you and we've yeah, thankfully uh been able to cross paths a few times now and and for listeners, uh, you know, it's kind of ironic. We we did grow up in the same town, um, but we never met each other there. It was really yeah. in our, what do we gonna call it? Our mindfulness lives or our mental fitness industries where yes. uh, our paths cross. So uh, it's just nice to to continually connect. So totally. I'm excited for this. Um, as you know, uh, on this show, uh, just to avoid essentially everything we just heard from our, our friends, uh, chat GPT and any titles and stuff like that. I always start the show with a who are you question. So, you know, as we speak right now, because that's a question I think, or an answer that evolves over time, like, who is Frank Bach?
1: Yeah, you know what? It's a good question. Who am I? I mean, that's the that the classic sort of <laughs> philosopher's <laughs> inquiry. Uh, yeah, who am I? Who are we? And what are we doing here? Um, yeah, I'm I'm just like, a, you know, a guy born and raised in Canada. I, I'm lucky to be known as a few other things. Uh, there's a a kid over here who calls me dad that's yeah you know, that's uh that feels like the true calling that's what we do it all for um like you mentioned i've i've had some pretty interesting jobs in the design field uh you know represented a lot of really you know well-known beloved brands over the years red bull headspace things like that and i would say like a lot of people this you know i know we're we're not kind of in the middle of the the COVID thing like we we used to be, but the pandemic probably put a lot of things into perspective, mm-hmm. and that "who am I" question came up, you know, and who am I, and and you know nobody's getting any younger here, so what do what do we want to do with with these years, you know, not that not that it's coming to an end anytime soon, but <laughs> yeah, you know, what are you us? It's looming, like, like <laughs> you know, it's every year is a year shorter, and uh, I think that that sort of. Existential dread sank in a little bit, and sort of like, okay, man, like, what, what would you do? Like, what did you do with your life before work became a thing? You know, because I think I, I've sunk expansion. in actually a good decade plus, maybe more, into just a hundred percent job focused. You know, yeah, I put, I put, I, I went all in, and no regrets. It's, it's given me a great situation in life, and it just came a point where, okay, mid thirties, you know, still got. All the you know the the dexterity and the flexibility and and you know I, we're not at I don't I don't want to have a midlife crisis so let's make sure we we can you know get back to some of those things that brought us joy so like you mentioned the music is big you know starting the band starting monk uh, music was a passion of mine growing up and something I hadn't really done in a in in a while well over a decade skateboarding is another aspect yeah. you know getting back into jumping on the board and you know it's it looks and feels a little different today but still you know still
0: like, <laughs> the risk reward calculations yeah, are yeah. a little bit
1: different we bruise up a little harder but um yeah i mean it's it's yeah i mean i think i'm i'm i, I try to uh i try to try to bring a, a good energy to any situation try to you know be the to say like not like the happiest guy in the room. I don't know. I just try to make sure that I bring a lightness to to any situation and yeah, uh, not get too heavy for too long. Even though that's fun sometimes too. Totally. So during that
0: that period of reflection, where where yeah. things kind of started to get a little bit more clear for you, just in that moment, like what you you mentioned the one one question kind yeah. of like what what were you focusing on before you know really jumping into work and stuff like that was there were there any other questions that were surfacing or any practices at that time that helped um
1: other questions were i think becoming a dad is is a big one for people like who do you want your kid to know you as cuz she doesn't know me past 3 years ago you know yeah I Any, mean, I can't tell you know. Hey, I was you know I was real cool in high school. You know, like yeah, whatever, Dad. <laughs> like you yeah, know, sure, sure thing. Like, um, and I want her to see that you know when you have an idea and you there's something that pops up in your head, you you have the to have the confidence and the know how to follow through with these things. Like I always say, literally anything is possible with a plan. Like there's a series of steps to take for pretty much anything, and you have in mind. You want to yeah. start a business. You want to. You want to start a, a, an art project. You want to, you know, put put some work in a museum. Like, there's a process to all these things. You you can get there. You know, nothing's impossible. And I want to instill that in, especially in her, and also a good reminder to me that, like, yeah, you you know, that's you, you, with a you know a man with a plan, you, you can you can get stuff done. You can do stuff. You know, yeah. What was like you know
0: there's there's part when I was doing the research for this there was a, yeah. a line that you said. Um, just like a lot's change from the time I mean, that you you moved from Canada, right? Like became right. my dad used to yeah. jumped into this, you know, beautiful design career. I mean, you've started right. your own merch shop and business yeah. and music now. Like, if you rewind yeah. back to those days though, like what what was the plan for you? Like how did how did yeah. you take those first steps?
1: Well, other things that have changed too, like. You know, I think my my social circle has changed quite a bit. If I look at the kinds of people that I kind of had around me, my support group back then, um, I think, and for you know for the better, I think I've I've greatly improved that situation in my life. And sometimes it takes a little distance to see that you know you yeah. you, you know you, what you what you thought you, you needed, you needed something else, you know. And like, I mean, you you were asking about sort of the the steps kind of moving to California and how that kind of happened. Yeah, I think like how you
0: took that, because like, that's a big move.
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, truly getting into mindfulness and meditation were like a big piece of it. It It's like big life change. You want, you know, I always saw myself moving out of my hometown and I saw my, I saw my little sister move to Toronto and uh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, geez, I'm going to let her do that and I'm too scared to do it myself. Oh, it was kind of like she kind of put the fire under me of like, and then I think I wanted to go bigger. You know, I thought Toronto, that's a little, you know, that's a quick U-Haul drive yeah. <laughs> away. You know, your parents could help you live there. <laughs> Let's get and in a plane. <laughs> I, and I thought, you know what, go bigger, or go home. Like, again, similar kind of you only live once attitude and growing up skateboarding, growing up in punk rock, hip hop, everything like this is this is the Mecca. You know, this is where. Where that cult, that culture happens, and being in a place like Sudbury, feeling like you know, I'm a, of course, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the arts, and and being in a place that that kind of stuff is not super valued, Mm -hmm. like why live on hard mode, you know, like it it was like it doesn't have to be this way, and you know, I really applaud the people who push and try to make things happen in those kinds of cities because we really need them. but you know, coming close to my thirties, I was like, you know what? I want to live in a place where where art, and culture, and and that kind of thing is highly valued and easy to find. You know, it's like yeah, something something to do every day if you if you really want it.
0: So then you move, and I mean, you didn't start at Headspace right away. You were but doing yeah. some of the other design roles, right? Yeah. I, I'm yeah. curious to learn a little bit about uh, selfishly, since I obsessed yeah. with Red Bull TV because I For think sure. you worked on those early days. Like what? Yeah. Those were because I I mean, Red Bull TV is everywhere at this point. Yeah. Um, but I,
1: I think when you started working on it, it was fairly new, right? It was pretty new. It was part of their media house. Um, it was, it used to live on Red Bull.tv, kind of a separate website, and then eventually folded it into Red Bull.com once they saw how much traffic it was getting. <laughs> it's, yeah. Might as well make it the corporate site, basically. And, uh, yeah, we got there and we were still prototyping stuff. Like there was, there was a, you know, a moving and sort of functional prototype for the iPhone. But other than that, uh, still very, very early days. And the biggest challenge there was basically launching it on all the platforms. And they're, you know, a highly ambitious company. And, you know, they literally send people to jump out of space. Yeah. Which we broadcast on Red Bull TV. Very cool. Like talking about a a career highlight, you know, being part of that stuff. And, uh, but yeah, just so interesting to see how, um, the media and the app supports the brand, you know, the end goal was, the end goal was always the can and the fridge at the gas station. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the thing and everything around it, the world of Red Bull that they've created is like very, very cool and very special and like another beloved brand, you know? And, and there was a point where I, I wanted to kind of put my efforts towards, you know, not, selling sugar water sugar water sugar? yeah <laughs> and also but I, the, it was around all the time like it was it was kind of hard not to drink red bull like they'd drop it off by the caseload you know to the offices yeah. and there was always a, a fridge everywhere and even in the in the in meetings you'd kind of feel pressured of you know your your vp and your 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 cfo both drinking you know <laughs> drinking red bulls and trying out the okay. new flavors and you're like i don't I don't even want this, but I feel like I have to, to, you know, kind of tribal mentality, like sort of fit in. But um, yeah, that was a a really fun project to work on. And then, um, you know, I think diversity is kind of a variety spice of life. And I wanted something completely different. And I I had worked with a friend who went from Red Bull to the Financial Times in Mm -hmm. London. And I thought, Mm -hmm. I thought that he's onto something. That's a cool story. I like, I like this trajectory of like the what's next and how sort of random that was. Yeah. But also like, if you're a skilled person, you can, you can figure it out. Right. And, uh, yeah. So I really, I really wanted sort of a similar, similar story, I guess. And I was interested in mindfulness meditation since it had kind of helped me so much, uh, planning the move out to California and I always knew Headspace would be a really neat, interesting place to work at with sort of the founder's story and everything. And the yeah. job opened up. I was always interested in mindfulness and meditation. And I, I could sort of see that becoming like my life's next sort of passion because it had given me so much in yeah. helping me kind of plan these big life changes. And I was using the Headspace app and at the time it was the only app out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to kind of joke about it and think, you know, I thought it was so silly. Like I sort of poked fun at my wife and she was getting into it. And then eventually I was like, damn, I'm like, I'm hooked too. Like, I think this is, this yeah. Like I, I I talked a lot of smack for a guy who ended up working there for seven years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right.
1: (laughs) Oh man. So wild that it's, it's
0: interesting. So it was like, of that buddy of yours kind of gave indirectly in a way, gave like kind of permission to be like, Hey, yeah, you can make like a, uh, what would look like a big jump or just like not a regular kind of move because you think well maybe you'd stay maybe in like media or sport or something like that right
1: yeah that's like the logical thing to do yeah Yeah.
0: well and then you've done a few other things along the way as well where, where, where i'm curious like um where your your company started like how yeah how did that merch and all that? Because it's all linked to mindfulness, which is beautiful, and, and the music, yeah. and that's where I want to spend a lot of time on. Because it's yeah. so it's so unique, uh, the branding, the topic, all of that. That you know deserves yeah. a lot of time.
1: But how did those things come up? Well, you know, like there's something to be said about um, when you're working in a company like a Headspace. It's a big it's a big company, right? It's, it it takes a lot of effort to kind of make certain things move and have certain projects happen and and we'd been talking about a merch shop for years, you know, like we should do a merch shop that but it was always something higher priority, and I was also doing speaking engagements, and I kind of missed the music part of of like of my life and what I truly enjoyed the most about that experience with the my old band was actually like the merch table aspect of it like i I was never the most talented musician, but I was always making sure we were going to get from point A to point B. Yeah. We had, we had, you know, gas in the van and we had some good merch to sell because, you know, the to hundred bucks a night from the door is not going to get you very far. So merch was the name of the game. And I felt like I, I sort of had a a hand to play and it was either going to be while working at Headspace. And I could see that that just was not quite happening or it was going to be too tough of a project to make, make a go of it. And, I thought, you know what, I, what if I just made sort of my own merch, you know, when I'm doing these speaking engagements around the world, and what if, you know, I don't have a book t- to pedal, but it would be cool if I had something, you know, yeah, some, yeah. A little something else. And so I thought, you know, that'd be a cool way to kind of wrap up those keynotes would be like, and, you know, here's my, my call to action, you can go to my shop. And if you're into it, you know, pick up a t-shirt, pick up a poster, whatever it might be. And I was it was very much like a it was all unknown and yeah I didn't yeah. know I didn't know what would quite be in the store at the time hence sort of like the you know the strategy behind the name of calling it sunshine shop was like sort of everything under the sun like it could be anything it's all right we could sell merch we could sell books could, you know we could sell food like it could be a cafe it could be anything right like yeah. i wanted to keep it open so that it could sort of become whatever it well, kind of wanted to become and I started doing that for, you know, maybe three, four months, kind of making my own stuff. And I really challenged myself to do as much DIY as possible. So I coded the website. I I made all the merch myself. Like I I really I I really took pride in that. And I, I also did it on the shoestring budget. Like it cost next yeah. to nothing to spit up. And I figured, well, let's not spend money until we're making money. Right. Like that seems to make sense. And um uh, it wasn't until we started actually turning a profit that I started to actually hire people to do certain things and then sort of alleviate myself a little bit. Okay. But the major turning point came when I was really close to shutting it down. I thought, you know what, maybe the juice isn't really worth the squeeze, and maybe time to focus on something else. You know, and I partnered with with one uh, Instagrammer who we came in touch through. Somebody commented and tagged her, and her name's uh, Gabby Abreo, and. Uh, I, I shot her a message. I saw, I saw that she kind of had a similar vibe to what we were doing in the shop, and I'd never, never heard of her, never followed her or anything. And I thought, know, oh, this person's got like a hundred thousand followers. Like the one thing we had not tried was influencer marketing. You know, we had okay. done we had done the we had done the the booth at the booth at the college campus. Yeah, had yeah. done the you know paid ads, all that stuff. Had not quite done influencer stuff and I thought, why don't I send her something if she's interested and before lucky she'll post about it. Yeah. And I am not kidding you. She posted one story on IG with I think it was a hoodie and a t shirt. We did more sales in like a weekend than we did in a year. It was it was (laughs) just What did
0: you say to her? Did you just say, hey, I want to just send you some stuff and like kind of no string attached or
1: yeah it's usually like just send a message and say, um Something about like, you know, we'd love to send you something on the house. I always throw in a little gift emoji so that people don't think I'm trying to uh, sell them something or that they need to pay for it. You know, I want it to be very clear, but also not too pushy. Yeah, I'm a Canadian. I'm (laughs) I'm strategic. (laughs) So I have my I have my pitches, you know, I've got them. I got them pretty dialed in and. Um then I always linked to the site and she she reached out and said, Yeah, absolutely. Like I'll, you know, I like this hoodie, I like this this shirt. And um yeah, and it, you know, we were not at the point where we were gonna get into any serious contract or anything like that. That mm-hmm. just felt a little like cart before the horse. And then the second time around, I thought, you know, let's keep sending her stuff, you know, like, but I obviously that's not a sustainable business model. Yeah. Right? And you know, but I just didn't quite know what the next move was. I, I had a chat with one of my friends that I met at a conference. This guy, Mark Abraham, he was a product manager at ASOS, at the the fashion company and big e commerce, maybe one of the biggest e commerce uh, sites in the world. And we chatted a bit, and I kind of posed him my problems. And classic product manager, he said, "Well, what's been working?" I said, "This." And he's like, "Okay, well, figure out how to do more of that." <laughs> said, okay, it's so simple. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> And so that's what I did, and I, I chatted with with Gabby, and I thought, you know, let's send you some more stuff, you know. And and at the time, she was interested in making her own merch, and she had dabbled in it a little bit, but she was very tired of the kind of the trips to USPS post office and the the packing and the customer support and all that stuff. And we, it was really her idea to begin with. She said, you know, what, what if you guys made my merch? And, no, I never mm-hmm. thought of that. That's a great. You know why not, right? Yeah, I can just set up a little sub page on the store. Try it out. I think what I've learned working in product for so long is experiment mindset. Like, try it if it doesn't work, and can it roll it back? Yeah, (laughs) like no one remembers. No one remembers the failures. Like, yeah, and so that that it's just part of the process. And and then yeah, we we put up her merch line. We gave her her own website URL uh, to send her sent her followers too. And that really became the start of kind of the, the, the journey we're on now. And I think now we're up to 20 different artists and we're signing new ones on all the time. Uh, so wow! Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's a few heavy hitters coming in soon and I'm really, really excited to share it with the world. But like now we're at a point where things are getting past the casual conversation and like, I'm actually having to deal with people's agents and their legal <laughs> team. And it's like, okay, this is good this is not frank in his little spreadsheet yeah. anymore like i've had to yeah. hire a bookkeeper to to handle all that stuff because there's no there's no room for no room for error yeah. at this point um and and i want you know i want to be organized and timely and uh, all of that good stuff but yeah that's that's basically been the business model okay. and and you know now it's it's i'm thinking about other ideas of like different categories we might be able to go into Mm-hmm. like is there a uh, one of our one of our artists had this idea of uh doing like instead of sunshine shop we do like a rainy day shop and it's like a east coast new york like london version you know what i mean like just yeah, a, a, yeah. A, a less beachy california vibe and more of like a more of a hustle kind of new york vibe and like, uh like yeah. light and dark
0: mode on an app almost, almost, totally right totally.
1: yeah it's a, and it's a whole new it's a whole new uh new market i guess and some that's top of mind of course like one thing at a time because all these things all these things take time but um yeah it's uh it's it's been fun to really really a pleasure to meet artists and help them monetize what they do you know because i think that's my kind of superpower is much like i i was joking i'm not the best musician i uh I think I, you know, I'm, I'm artful and artistic, but I, I don't, not sure I would quite call myself an artist. Maybe that's an identity problem I have. maybe, yeah. I, should, maybe I should lead with that. But uh, it's been super cool to meet these people that definitely like folks that are not in the tech industry because that, that is like where I spend most of my time. You know, meeting with artists who they don't know that we're in Q two going into Q three. They don't, you know, they don't think that way. They really. Yeah, yeah. That, And I have to change my approach. I have to change the way that I talk with them. And I can't be too pushy on the business side because some of them, you know, they, they just don't respond. I've had to learn to what they respond to, you know? Yeah.
0: Hello, friends. Given you're here, I'm making the assumption that you're motivated to be mentally fit. So with that in mind, I want to let you know about the Better Questions newsletter, which publishes once or twice a month, providing all of us the opportunity to slow down, think, and ask better questions as you know quality questions are my thing and this is an opportunity to share the prompts I've studied and curated to help our minds be healthier, clearer, more intentional and expand our mental capacity you can sign up over at behindthehuman.com newsletter which will also give you a preview of my debut book personal Socrates that's behindthehuman.com newsletter now back to the show but it's interesting because it's like what's cool is like you have all that knowledge, right? And it's like your it, the worlds are intersecting, and as as you said, like as long as you adjust the narrative so that, yeah. it's like anything, right? Like for even for yeah. me, for mental fitness, it's not like I'm inventing these practices; have been around yeah. since the beginning of time. It's all the narrative and the story right. of like, okay, yeah. this this this
1: group would resonate, right? Yeah. How do you pitch it? How do you position it? Yeah, 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 totally.
0: Um, I find it really interesting, especially knowing about the music side of yeah. things. Now that it's like you started with the merch first, you yes. know, and then <laughs> Funny, right? now now the band's back. So, yeah. okay, I wrote down the question because, as you know, I'm pretty obsessed with good questions. Um, and here's it sounds like this is what started it all, and I love yeah, this. Please. What would it sound like if a monk started a hardcore band? I mean. <laughs> Oh well, my goodness. not a normal
1: question. No, it's not. <laughs> my good friend and former uh co-founder of Headspace. Uh I mean, well, he's still the co-founder, but he's 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 moved on to other projects. Andy Petticomb. Yeah. Uh meeting him, like one of the most inspirational people I've ever met and gotten to work with. And he, you know, his sort of famous story is he trained as a Tibetan monk, sort of you know, in the Himalayas outside of normal society for 10 years and then sort of re-entered the world and, uh, you know, founded a startup, highly successful company. And I don't know, there was something in my mind of like, what if there was like a twist to this story where instead of a startup, he started a band, you know? And he was (laughs) like, and he came back to the world 10 years later and he was really angry and he was really upset about like how... You know, the state of the climate, you know, the political sort of situation yeah. we're in, and, you know, how, you know, smartphone, how everyone's addicted to smartphones. And uh, it was kind of like a, uh, just a little story I had in the back of my mind, just kind of jokingly tossing the idea around. And like I think any good art, you kind of make something new, not by like mimicking, you mm-hmm. know, no, if I, if you try to start the, a new version of a Metallica. It's going to sound like Metallica. You know, yeah. sure, I'm sure it'll be good, yeah. but it's not going to, there's no story. There's nothing to say, like, have you heard this thing? And Metallica is always going to be better than you, right? Yeah. So, like, I'm not going to play that game. I'm going to play the, let's do a thing I've not seen done in the world of, like, hardcore punk music. And I think there's been, you know, I think the, the, the appetite for that kind of music Especially with bands like Turnstile today, um, you know, bands like Knocked Loose played Coachella. You know, these are like yeah. heavy, heavy bands that have no business being in that place. But I don't know. I know people are made. Maybe people are angry coming out of the pandemic or something. But like, Probably. there's an appetite. <laughs> the appetite's very, very clear, and I felt super ready to jump back into it. And uh, yeah, that was kind of the the original idea. Like, let's. I'm not a not an angry 20-year-old kid anymore. You know, I'm a 36-year-old father with a great life and a great situation. And uh, the music I'm going to make today is going to be very different than what I would have done back then. And I I was just super inspired by it. And, you know, like one of those threads, you just kind of keep pulling at it. And next thing I knew, I had lyrics for five songs and ideas. You know know when the idea generation thing starts going and you just can't really stop like the best feeling of that yeah Yeah. it's like it strikes you when you least expect it and it was the same thing with the shop you know it was like once that idea hits and you you see the you got the vision you just just keep going you know keep going till you till you have something tangible
0: yeah it's like it's those moments when um yeah. It's like when you, you have the notebook in like one room and you're, yeah. I don't know, you're doing something else and it's like, you've got to run back to take yes. that note or if you're whatever, if whatever your, your, your medium is. I remember I had that, when I was starting to think of the second book concept, which turned into, yeah. as you know, a docu-series or a film yeah. project. And it was, man, there's like nothing more exciting like, that's the line, That like that, it's just the yes. one line, yeah. right. Or the yeah. one
1: word, Yeah, you know, yep. it's, um,
0: Yes. yeah it's exciting something,
1: something sparked something, and yeah it'd be a shame to not follow it through right like you, yeah. you just you kind of can't rest until you until you see what you know what what you what you can do with it
0: yeah, yeah. well and I, so I'm excited for this because i i have got this written down, but you know you you i mean you're kind of doing everything a little bit different in this in this because you you're you're really focusing on from what i'm seeing and, and what I've heard you know themes like impermanence which man like couldn't be more t- well timed with just like so much going on in the world right now with that, just that, that topic, um, like kind of meeting life where, right. where you're at type thing, right? Um, you know, the importance of being present, non judgment, all mm-hmm. of that stuff, negative emotions, it, just those, those, those topics, like they're so, I mean, they're just so top of mind right now, and I mean, I know you—you you know this just from working, you yeah. know, at Headspace and whatnot. And I see this with—with with my work. There's a lot of people struggling, you know, myself <laughs> included. I mean, it's just like if you—we're you, surrounded by a lot of really toxic toxic stuff, a lot of change. So, you know, to have have some dialogue around this, you know, and, and, and invite people to a, to think about it, and you know, to do this in the medium of. of through music it's right it's a pretty special thing right
1: yeah yeah i think so and like it goes back to like trying to bring something that i have not heard done especially in the genre and there's like a long history of especially in like hardcore music a lot of it tends to be like sort of negative like sort of i'm angry i'm angry at this i'm angry at that and um there's also this other flip side of it which is, there's there's a lot of hardcore music that's also also very positive, you know, sort yeah. of like, it's like the more like youth crew kind of like, it's me and my friends and we're, you know, we're, we're straight edge and we don't drink and we have fun together. Like, there's that whole other side of it. And I was like, yeah. kind of like, you know, it's interesting, Up like sort of a duality, like a hardcore, like a positive, negative band. Like, it's not, it's, sort yeah. of not, it's not, in the, not either or, it's just sort of right in the middle. And yeah. I you know who's thought, like yeah, that is yeah. is uh, he's been on
0: the show John Joseph. He's uh, been on the show, yeah. yeah.
1: He's he's a gem. He's yeah.
0: He I mean it's the cra- <laughs> as you can the chromags are legendary. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And um, I mean, in terms of like the language of the episode, it's pretty he hardcore. Like, but sure. I mean, his message is is it reminds me a lot of what what you're talking about. It's just like a, I think is I forget his acronym positive mental uh, attitude. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's
0: just all around again, just like just stepping back and asking yeah. questions and, and having that positive frame of mind and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 pretty cool. So you know, the big question I'm sure everyone's thinking, are we gonna are we gonna see some uh some vocals from Andy on this thing at one from point?
1: Andy. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could locate the guy. I think he's on a <laughs> beach in Portugal.
0: <laughs> just
1: set him With, the tracks. Yeah. Like, yeah, here
0: uh, we just like to dub some stuff in here. <laughs>
1: and the best thing you'll get is, um, is the record's coming out on a 12-inch LP. You know, nice big record. Nice yeah. big artwork. That was important to me to to have that because I think the the art is, of the visual is just as important as the music and. The A side of the record is like, you know, it's got your, 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 sort of your expected tracks. And then the B side of the record, I think people will be in for a surprise. It's, uh, the B side is a 12 minute guided meditation. It's pretty awesome. Thanks, man. So yeah, that's where, uh, I think I, I, again, like we talked about variety and, um, you know, kind of doing the unexpected. And I thought that I, I, in the conversations I've had, especially with, you know, as we kind of pitched the record to a couple labels and chatted with friends, that that part seemed to be the sort of the hook that got more most people interested in, like, "Whoa, that's something different." Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And it was a really fun, like, of course, I, I, you know, like you mentioned, Dine Alone is the is the label that's putting the record out, and you know, I guess I'm I'm a, I'm a signed artist, you know, whatever that that sort of means. Uh, they've agreed to, you know, they've they've agreed to to put out a certain a certain number of songs over the next little while, and I was really pumped that the meditation track counts as a song. Like that is, oh really? That's, that's part of my my recording contract. That's that's six songs, you know. That's awesome. So, and, and they they were saying something like, "This is a, a really unique record because it's not really an EP, but it's also not like an L. Like it's not a full length either." it's like this weird in the middle thing that we've like not really seen anyone do before. And, and you're so, like, yeah, perfect. That's it. <laughs> so I, I think I found my, I found my, my groove here. No pun intended. Yeah. Well, it's uh, I, pun intended. I like yeah. it actually. Um, but
0: it's just, it shows up everywhere. Like even, even like just the theme of, of these intersecting worlds, like even on the website, I screen grab this one section. I love like right. the tenants Right yeah. like it's in yeah, there, yeah, right yeah. pay attention to the present moment, accept things as they are don't judge yourself I mean these are just things like take care of your body, connect mm-hmm. with others um pe- be patient I mean that's one we can all uh use yeah. uh daily essentially <laughs> it's just what I like about all of this is
1: the reminders I'm, to myself too i i, I yeah. don't want it, I don't want it to come off as like uh what's the word like on pontificating you know like it's yeah yeah this is this is like it's like a constant I need I need this like constant reminder uh, as well you know but we all do like that's the thing and that's kind of the point I was I was going to make is that
0: and I wish this wasn't the case but it's just like when we step outside of this this chamber here that we're in for recording it's like there's a lot of negativity out there yes right and like it's it's if you're on autopilot you get sucked into that quite easily so things like this like the more we can especially with music cuz it's just something that can shift our minds yeah. so quickly um music and then obviously the meditation and then like if, the merch you know like it's those opportunities to okay give us a pause yeah. and reset yeah. and like the one I like the one of the ones I respect the most cuz it's probably the hardest accept things as they are. Yeah. Uh I'm sure you go through those moments as well. I mean, i have sure as hell have have gone through them and continue yeah. and it's and there's a lot of people, right? And it's, it's like okay, take a moment, throw in some gratitude here, just yeah. remember like the world's not exploding.
1: Um Yeah. And there's always a path forward, right? 100%. And I think all these things are Are connected and like the you know from the shop to the band and like there was there was a line in kind of the bio we wrote for sunshine shop around like there's one thing you can count on every day is that you know the sun sun will rise no matter like it was a good day or a bad day like yeah you, you can count on that happening and that's a chance to reset to you know recalibrate however shitty the day was before and um then I think that, you know, it's all super like connected with the imagery of the album and things like that. Because I, I just think like such a central figure to our lives, like most most people, you know, most people like the sun. I think that's like, a, <laughs> yeah, it's a fit, count- safe <laughs> assumption. <laughs> <laughs> it's always there. You kind of can't miss it. So I thought you know, like this would be a cool imagery to kind of, and obviously there's like tons of historical context to like yeah. all the way back to, you know, to cave, cave painting days. Yeah. Um but when's yeah, it out? When's the when's the album out? The album is out. Now you're going to make me pull up my calendar. I know when the next single is out, but the Oh um, yeah. Is the, it a is it a weekly kind of drop that is happening? Uh it'll be it will be in a couple of weeks, but July 28th the record okay. is out. But it's definitely up for pre-order right now. I got the test presses a while ago. They sound fantastic. Um there's awesome. two two singles are out right now and you can definitely get them on whatever streaming platform you're on. Um, yeah, there's there, there's a couple videos for them as well if anyone's curious to yeah, check that I out. Love
0: the, I love the polar bear video. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanted yep. to ask you about this because I feel like yeah. music videos just in general, this is a vast generalization, of course, but they are often so out there. Yeah. I just want to be like, what is, what's the creative process on music videos? Like who's... I'll ask like how does that even come to be
1: so I think there's a couple a couple answers here I don't think anyone is 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 totally right but well for one I I always loved the Daft Punk uh the video with the dog right that's such a classic you know it's like ingrained in my head and I I of course I I'm, I'm not comparing Cool and collected video to Daft Punk. Uh, that's those are on two different two different leagues, right? No, but we can do that. This is we, yeah,
0: I, I, I could do that on this show. <laughs> sure.
1: And the 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 bigger creative challenge was that um, I put this album together with my friends Dan and Ian Romano, two two brothers out of out of Welland, Ontario, and you know, old friends of mine. And the challenge being, I. I did not have a band here, you know. I did not have. Yeah. I I had to kind of come up with some concepts that that I could execute on my own without you know we're not we were not gonna have you know four guys in an abandoned warehouse playing with, you know sort of the typical yeah. music video because it just I still have that um, now we're in a much better place to to do something like that but at the time of of kind of getting this getting the wheels of rolling on this uh, there was a creative challenge to be solved and on the first single uh, I, I'm sort of the central figure in the video and I knew I couldn't really do like a repeat of that for the second video so you know <laughs> yeah. it's like well, like, what can I like what can I wear like is there something and there's, there's like a light It doesn't really like not a like hit you over your head climate change theme to the cool and collected song but I thought you know if i got the what would be like an interesting animal and the polar bear came to mind and you know obviously it does not fit in with the the la kind of backdrop of the video yeah. and um and then i had this idea of jumping into the ocean at the end so i thought what's like a story we could sort of tell of like um around that and so i think it's still like a bit of a you know, like a loose yeah, yeah. a loose narrative but i think i think it clicked so did um, you
0: did you map that out? Like how does it work? Is it, is yes. the the label like put together like a team of some sort to help with this or is
1: it just No, I I showed up to the label with everything ready to go. I really? had I had the songs mastered, I had the artwork done, I had a music video done and you know, anyone who's out there listening who's got a music project, if you can swing it, make it happen yourself and then show up with all your stuff. You know, I think that's, that's a really, uh, that'll be my advice for, for that. Because then, okay. you know, you took the bet on yourself and they can see that you're serious about this. Yeah. You're the kind of person that's going to make it happen. You're not going to come bugging them for, I need more budget. I need more, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to make it easy for them, right? You've got yeah. the the know-how. Um, but I just, you know, I guess we're in, we're in the city of, you know, entertainment and film and movies. So there's a lot of people out here who have cameras and are pretty good with them yeah and i randomly met this young guy named Giovanni martinez he's got a company called motionless creations they're incredible and he's he's based here but his full-time job he's a he's a a auto body mechanic for volkswagen that's his (laughs) his main gig but he likes to film videos on the side and he was mostly doing um things like reels and sort of like promotional videos and how i met him was through my barber this guy, Ryan Rich. And Ryan introduced me to Joe Bonnie. And he's like, you know, this young kid, he's super talented. And at first I thought, oh, what is he going to know about music videos? And I, I guess I got this idea, but I was going to try to just do it myself. And we got to chatting and I just took a chance on him. And I thought, you know, I'll give you the kind of the brief of what I have in mind. And I have a concept. And can you meet me at this location on this day? And I think it took us like three and a half I'll hours. I'll be the
0: guy with the bears, bear yeah, yeah, guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like three and a half hours. We started at six in the morning, and we were done. We were done by like ten thirty. We were on our way home. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. that's awesome. Uh, last question for you. You you started at the top of this this interview mentioning yeah. something about you know why I live on hard mode. Yeah. So my my yeah. my and I love that, and it might be the title of this episode. Um, but my question is you or yeah. for you moving forward
1: is is what does life look like on easy mode for you? On easy mode is waking up every day with a purpose, with you know, short list of tasks to do for the day. You know, I think I'm a big believer in like something to do, something to look forward to, you know, like yeah. that's you know, I, I like keeping busy. That's that's fun. But just living in an environment where you don't want to live anywhere where everyone thinks just like you. I think that would, you know, you'd be losing out on a lot of experiences, but, um, living in a, in a city, in a place where you can, you know, where you, you don't feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know what the term would be like a sort of, uh, you don't feel like you have like three eyes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. and it, just to feel, you know, obviously there's a big topic around diversity inclusion and all these things and like to be somewhere where you feel is truly inclusive and is, um, is is inviting to sort of your, your perspectives and your ways of thinking and to be around people who, who tend to think similarly. Um, I just, I, I think I was, you know, I look back at my days in Northern Ontario and love them, love them very much, but, for too many years, it really felt like I was pushing a boulder uphill, you know, yeah, yeah, and I didn't know any I didn't know it could be different and then, when I felt that it could be different, why did we wait so long? Yeah, when you, know, well, you for... find your tribe yeah right yeah, yeah. totally love yeah. it,
0: I love it. well, here's the living life on easy mode it's it's available for all of us, I mean, it takes some work, I think, and some good reflection, but yeah. I think the big the big take home is it doesn't have to be you right. know so mentally exhausting and torturous i mean we've there are so many tools out there yeah and we're all pretty good humans that you know have a lot to offer in this world and i think we deserve to feel good doing it we do We do. on that note excuse me thank you uh thank you frank for for taking the time for coming um back on i guess i could say like the proper show i mean the first interview we did was Think I was recording your voice on an iPad or something, uh in one of the boardrooms at Headspace. So That's right. uh here we are. I've grown up, I've got a professional mic here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look at and, us. And uh
0: it was a great chat. So thank
1: you. Yeah, same. can't wait. Can't wait for the uh, for all the songs to drop. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Always nice to chat with you. And I'm sure you'll have some uh some show notes. But if anyone's interested, uh I mean you can find me on Twitter, I'm easy to find. Just pop my name in there. But uh if interested in any of the music-related stuff, it's uh, www.monk.la.
0: Love it! Yeah, we'll ha- I'll have all this. I'll have uh, Sunshine Shop in the show notes as well. And awesome. Um, as a brand fan, I encourage everyone to dive in there and consider yourself warned. You might be going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's you know these products come from a good place. So enjoy.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Mike.